Aquifer's Educator Connection podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Robbins. Today I'm speaking with Sherilyn Smith about the concept of coaching for learning and the application of this approach in health professions education. Dr. Smith is the Chief Academic Officer of Aquifer and a Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Washington School of Medicine. Sherilyn, we were longtime colleagues at the University of Washington, and I've always enjoyed our discussions about teaching and learning. Thanks for making time to speak with me today. Well, thanks, Lynn. It is amazing to be here, Uh, something I'm passionate about and uh, excited to get started. I guess I should start at the beginning with what is coaching? What, What distinguishes it from things like advising or mentoring? It's a great question, and I think it's a, the perfect place to start. The way that I think about all of this together, it's sort of who's the expert in the relationship or in the conversation. If you think about somebody who's a teacher, they are the ones that have the knowledge, and it's an exchange with the learner. For somebody who's an advisor or mentor, they have the knowledge. The advisor is a little bit more like, what do you want to do? What do you want? So a little bit more of uh, equal exchange, but the advisor still has the knowledge. What's different about coaching is the person that you are coaching is the expert in themselves, what they know, their goals, where they want to go. And so the whole conversation shifts and it's really focused on the person that you're talking with and helping them clarify what's important to them. Can you help me understand why this shift in focus is so important? Learning is cyclical and most effective if in that cycle, you have some goals, you do some planning, you actually implement things, you get some feedback on how you're learning, and then you reflect on what just happened in that little cycle and then you think, what am I going to take forward? We aspire to, to create master adaptive learners. Uh, and that's so that you're bringing to the fore sort of this metacognitive yep. approach to. So why don't we unpack that a little bit? The master adaptive learner model pulls out each one of those segments, the planning, the learning, the assessing and then the reflecting or implementation, and and then you go to another cycle. That's the prototype of how we hope that we learn. I think lots of times we just jump in and do things. I mean, there's no deliberate planning. So what are the goals? How are you going to know it's successful? What kind of feedback do you need? What can you expect? What are your targets? We don't do that. We just go, oh, I don't know anything about this, and let me go read a bunch. Or I'll look everything up on UpToDate and I'll be prepared next time. And then when you get feedback, you don't know if what you did actually made any difference. So really thinking about that cycle and then asking some coaching questions about where are you in this? Have you thought about some goals? Oh, (laughs) that may be a great place to start. Or if they have goals... Then and they're getting ready to plan some learning. What has happened before? What have you used before? What has worked? What hasn't? Let's get some strategy going. And then a different conversation, maybe with the same person or a different person, is you have this feedback. What do you what sense do you make of that? 
And then finally adjusting is the last phase. What did you learn from this experience? And what are you going to take forward? When I talk to students, I've asked them to reflect on what they've learned. And I've asked that question. What's the most important thing for you to take forward that you think really will help you in your next rotation with your patients, whatever? We are not always aware of what we're doing. I think, Lynn, is the, is the, is the thought behind that. And having this framework that's very similar to quality improvement frameworks that you know people are familiar with, if you can just think about those phases then it's easy to have the conversation and you can figure out like where I might be missing something. Like, am I skipping over something? Am I not, why am I not being as effective as I want to be? Is it because I don't really know where I'm going? I haven't stopped to think about that. <laughs> right. Or I'm just doing the same thing over and over again and really not thinking about, you know, being creative. And maybe asking questions about, are there, are there better ways to do things? The hope is that we get re really good at it and you can do it yourself, right? That you don't need an external coach, that you begin to have this as your process in your brain um, as you go forward. The person who's a master adaptive learner is flexible in their approach, excited to learn, is able to uh, leverage lots of different resources and is motivated to fix and fill the gaps, right? That's a growth opportunity. And throughout this, they're reflecting. They're always reflecting on what have I learned? What do I know? Where do I want to go? And how I'm going to do that is clear about what their goals are and knows what success looks like. Why is it so important in health professions education? Ultimately, what we want in our students, our residents, our physicians, any clinician, is that they have a good sense of who they are, what they know, what they don't know, and some great strategies to be able to solve those gaps that they discover. I think it would be really helpful if we could ground this in some specifics. So, for example, if we think about coaching a learner who's in the clinical phase of a program, is part of the conversation to lay out the objectives of each clerkship and then, you know, have a conversation around these are the objectives we have in this clerkship, these are the targets, and what are your goals within the context of that structure? Because it seems like what you just described is very open-ended. So I'm just, you know, faculty might go, oh my God. <laughs> yep. Oh, I love that framing. So that's a great way to frame it and to, to bring into the context. So what I gave you is sort of like the big broad approach, but um, that's a great way to frame within this clerkship, Right. These are the goals. What are your ideas about how you're going to achieve that? What is most important to you? What are your strategies? How are you going to implement that? How are you going to know that you're going to be successful? So you can see as we're moving, you know, through the conversation, it is that facilitation. Or if somebody gets some feedback, then you can say, so <laughs> what do you want to focus on in this feedback, right? What is the most important thing for you? 
what are some ideas about how to change or make sense of this? So that framing within the context that you're working in, that was perfect. And I think that any faculty can use that approach and then individualize it to the student that they're talking with. And then another part of the coaching conversation might be directed at getting the learner to recognize the kinds of prior knowledge that they can build upon or what they can take from their last clerkship and build upon. So if you're coming from surgery and now you're going to an outpatient family medicine, it's going to be totally different. Things like the patients that you see, the way you interact with people in the room, the way you do presentations, your notes, all of it. But it doesn't mean that those that previous rotation doesn't give you things to build on. Okay, so we've talked about coaching for planning and coaching for leveraging previous learning. Where does feedback fit in? And is there an approach to feedback that you take as a coach? That's probably the most uh, the most common question that I get. <laughs> so I think feedback is information. So letting the people know, I've got some information for you. Um, it is feedback. And I want to have a conversation about where we can go forward with this. And then give some feedback. And then probe as I know that you've done, like, what does that mean to you? So it's a little bit of that ask, tell, ask what resonates with you, what seems true, what doesn't, what don't you understand. And then go into the coaching mode and activate their experience. What ideas do you have about effecting change? What are some things that you can try? And then have a conversation. Is it realistic? Is it not? Where do you want to end up next? One of my favorite coaching phrases is what 10% change can you make to get to your goal? Or if somebody gets really upset and they don't believe the feedback, then you back it up and say, what part of this doesn't make sense to you? Where do we need to go to get more information? So it sounded to me like you said, feedback is information. So you need to walk into, as a faculty person, you need to walk into that conversation, having an idea of the kind of information you want to share, because that's going to open the conversation for the learner. Yes, you do need to know about like what is the information. If you have, say, you've done a formative exam, knowing in general where the areas of possible growth are, but it's also making sure that the student understands they have the information and then it's the conversation around that and goal setting. So if you think about the master adaptive learner, you have this information. Now, what are you going to do with it, right? What's the most important thing for you? What are your strategies about for improvement? Do you have specific goals? Do you need more time to process this? So you just mentioned formative assessment, which is an important part of that learning cycle. And I know Aquifer has developed a new formative assessment called Calibrate, which you can administer twice in a clerkship, say once at baseline and then closer to the clerkship's completion. Can you describe Calibrate and then help me understand how you might use the information you get from it in your coaching conversations? Calibrate is, it's a series of two exams, multiple choice, different mm -hmm. questions, all based on the aquifer core content. 
right? So all of the cases within that specialty. So for pediatrics, family medicine, internal medicine. And for each question that's multiple choice, right? Has a little vignette, just like NBME style questions. The students answer the question. And then at the very end, they rate their certainty. And so on the back end, the computer says, you got it right, you got it wrong, how fast you answered it, because that's another proxy for, you know, it's you're getting to that information quickly, then it calculates an uncertainty. So it's it's more of a it's a holistic thing. And what we hope <laughs> is that you will be uh, correct, certain, and pretty fast, right? If you, I mean, if you really know something, hopefully that um, comes out. If you're correct, not certain and slow, that's okay. Uh, I would worry if somebody is incorrect, fast, and certain. Does that make sense about how you can put those metrics, those parameters Absolutely. Together? Yeah. If you have somebody that's unconsciously incompetent, you're really in hot water. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. And so, again, that's why we want, you know, calibrate, right? We want right. you to be aligned. It's okay not to know things, but it's really important that you know you don't know and right. you take longer time. So we have to remember that students are learning stuff on their own all of the time. And we have no idea what they're doing. They take <laughs> tests, they watch videos, they read books, and we're not, you know, we're not with them all the time. So formative assessment is so important because it's structured and the teacher knows what's the input and the learner knows what the input is. And then you can have a conversation about that. With this Calibrate, I actually know the content it's built on, and then I can do some spacing. And so since it's formative assessment, give it early, and then linking back to what we talked about, about building on your previous experience, if it's the very first rotation of their whole clinical experience, now they know their baseline. <laughs> they know what they, they're taking forward from their preclinical training, from their life experience, great. You have a baseline. Then everybody's on the same page and then they can have plans going forward about where do I need to focus, right? What are the best, most effective strategies? What can I expect to learn, you know, through the materials in this clerkship, be it aquifer cases, there's some, there's some direct links to that. What kinds of patients am I going to see? What types of lectures am I going to have? How can I, how can I look forward in this learning experience that I'm about to to engage in, to see what's already there that I can learn from to move me forward. And then having another set of questions, again, linked to core material, and then seeing how, how all of that planning actually came to be. And then having a coach there to really facilitate that reflection. So it's not just, oh, I took two tests and these are the ones I missed. <laughs> because we tend to do that, right? Um, mm -hmm. We focus on the negative, right? Oh my gosh, I don't know anything about this. But really it's like, oh no, I spent this time learning about this and here's my next assessment. What was effective? What wasn't effective? What do I need to build in going forward? That's a really different feel than here's your final exam and here's your grade. Um, and I think that the calibrate actually with the spaced learning and the progress testing and being able to build it into a curriculum so you know kind of what 
came between the two tests is huge, right? And having and 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 it begins to unpack the learning that can happen and that reflection of well, this really worked. This was a good use of my time, or this wasn't, or I still don't understand this. And then how can I work forward? Because instead of just saying, oh, I'm never going to learn it, or that was a you know bad question. So that's the way that I think about this then. Well, I think you've described a very intentional and exciting approach to helping students grow into master adaptive learners. And what I mean is, your coaching conversations require your learners to develop their abilities to reflect on how they'll leverage their prior learning and and plan for future learning and how to assess the success of their planning. So before we close, do you have any additional thoughts about coaching and where it fits in medical education? Of course, I think it can fit in everywhere, but (laughs) being realistic, um, I think some of the great places is when you're giving feedback. So getting people to go forward. If you do an observation of somebody doing a physical exam, then you can just ask, what what do you want to work on next? So I think it, it fits in in clinical encounters. I think that coaching fits in when you're meeting with students if they need some, obviously some help or remediation, right? So not telling them what to do, but exploring how they see going forward and what will work for them. I think you have to ground in what does a student want to to know, to learn, to do. Knowing something about your learner is going to improve their learning. It's going to improve the learning environment. It makes taking care of patients so much more fun. It makes teaching so much more fun. I think that that investment, and when I talked a little bit about the alignment and the trust that comes forward, that really comes from like listening deeply to the other person that you're with. So it just, I think it just makes everything better. Thanks, Sherilyn, for taking time to share your wisdom and your enthusiasm about coaching. Well, thanks, Lynn. It was super fun. You can tell that I'm very passionate about all of this. So um, love spending time with you. Thanks for joining us this week for Aquifer's Educator Connection podcast. Aquifer will be launching a pilot program for Calibrate, our new formative assessment system, in the fall of 2022. The pilot program will be open for application to Aquifer's curricular partners. Please visit aquifer.org for more information. There, you can also find show notes from today's episode with additional links and resources. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you find podcasts and follow us on Twitter to keep up with the latest news. While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast, tell a colleague and leave us a review. Until next time, be well. The Aquifer Educator Connection Podcast is a product of Aquifer your trusted source for clinical learning. It is produced and hosted by Lynn Robbins. The show's executive producer is Eileen Olszewski. Audio editing and mixing by Matt Perkins. Show artwork by Carrie Waters. Our theme music, Little Idea, is written and performed by Scott Holmes. For more information, please visit our website, www.aquifer.org.